0: Right, it's a, a wonderful welcome back to uh, the Chelsea legend that is Kerry Dixon. Uh, we had great fun uh, last year, last season, uh, apart from the football, of course, and uh, I'm delighted to say that we've got Kerry back with us again. How are you, mate? How are you doing?
2: I'm fine, thank you, Dave. I'm uh, looking forward to the rest of the season. I uh, went up to Huddersfield last week. I'm not going to say it was a spectacular uh, win, but it was a win, and it was a game I thought was uh, relatively difficult. And uh, I thought we cope with the, the situation very well. They were all up for it before the game. Um, Huddersfield people believing that there could be an upset. Good time to play Chelsea. seems to be the general feeling around uh, well the country at the moment that uh, Chelsea aren't quite what um, Maurizio Sarri is looking for. And I think we probably all tend to agree with that. Um, obviously, people will make their own opinions and, and, and voice them accordingly but um, that certainly was the opinion up at Huddersfield. and although i do feel 3-0 flattered us um it's still a 3-0 away victory in the premier league and you know it's a good a good opening day for us
0: mm uh what, were you were you sitting with the fans or were you uh, working doing a bit of work up there uh, mate
2: yeah i was well I actually was sitting with uh, a few chelsea fans so, um i was working up there um i was uh, i was asked to do some hospitality in some of the lounges some of the corporate areas um, by a company um, who works in the north and uh, they said we well, would like to go So of course and uh, as it turns out amongst uh, a few Chelsea fans not loads of them hundreds of them but by any means by about, uh, about five or six of them in yeah. and around the, the other fans in the corporate area but uh, it was still uh, enjoyable there was still some uh, clapping and cheering from the five or six <laughs> uh, as and when the goals were going in um, and uh just a few disapproving looks, of course, uh, from the Huddersfield areas. But, but nevertheless, uh, all three goals were celebrated. And uh, as I say, decent win away from home in the Premier League is uh, as good a start as anyone could have hoped.
0: Lovely stuff. Well, I'm good for you, and I'm glad you made it up there. Sadly... Uh... Sadly, I was unable to, but it's a trip that it's a shame actually because I, I, you know, it's it's a stadium I've not been to, so I'd have quite fancy that. From what I understand, most of my mates who went there really loved it, not least of course because it's the first game of the season. Everybody, you know, we've had that break; everybody loves to get back and see their mates, so that was good. Um, listen, you know, we got a new manager. Um, you're right; I agree with you with your kind of short analysis that uh, you know three nil was probably a bit flattering. Um, it didn't seem to be clicking. Quite yet, but what what do you make of Sarri so far?
2: Well, I've, I've got to be honest. I, I, I've got very much to work with on that question. Um, again, I'm a, as anyone knows who speaks to me on any sort of regular basis, I'm a wait and see person. Um, proof is in the pudding, as they say. Let's uh, let the results do the talking first. Um, he can at the moment. He's a very good manager. Three nil away from home. Um, preseason, I thought was a bit indifferent. Um, but it's pre-season, and you can read into them results, whatever you like, um, at whatever club you're at, and for whatever reason. But invariably, the only ones that count are the Premier League and uh, competition games. But um, you know, what he says, he, he he has an idea of what he wants to do. He he's, he seems to have made it quite clear with the players from what's being said uh, formally and on social media, um, and, and the comments and the quotes that I see and read. Uh, and I do believe that, you know, he comes across okay. Um, I do believe that every manager as well, invariably comes across as okay in, in new jobs. You know, you're there to make friends first and foremost. You've got to get your point across, make some friends, get everyone on your side, certainly the players. Um, and then of course the supporters and, and they'll only be on side by your results and your team play. So he's got it all to do, but he's off to a good start. It's going to be a difficult game this weekend, of course. Um, And then another difficult trip, I would say, up to Newcastle. But, I mean, that's winnable. I think, you know, any Chelsea side which the expectancy levels, and of course they haven't changed, I assume, um, a top four finish and as many trophies as we can grab this season out of the four competitions we're in. um, You know, that will be the expectation. You know, there's a good chance, I feel, for nine points. Um, You know, three in the bag. Arsenal at home. You know, I saw them last week, albeit against... Many people's champions elect already, um, but they've got a bit of improving to do. Chelsea do home advantage, first home game of the season. I, you know, I fully expect three points.
0: Mm, good for you. Um, I think. I think the question on on a lot of people's lips, and I'm I'm really glad. You know, to, I'm always lovely to talk to you, as you know. But I think the the benefit of having a a chat with a former player might might help to answer this question, because of course the the main thing about Sarri is that of course he, he's brought in a, a new style of play, you know, which he's quite famous for in Italy, but obviously plays with a four, three three. and I think you know he's already you know made uh, noises in the press about this that it, it might take the players a little bit of time to uh, adapt to uh, this style of play. Um, you know as a player, when you get a new manager in who's got completely different ideas and wants to play a completely different way, I mean how long does it take players to adapt to that?
2: Well, it depends how their role differs, I would imagine. Mm. Um, if, you know, Depending on who you are, what position you're asked to play. Ngolo Kante, for example, being asked to play on the right of a three, um, very much made his career, and he's arguably the best in his position um, in a more central role. Um, now, being played on the right, that's more to accommodate Jorginho, if that indeed is going to be the formation. And I'm pretty certain he hasn't quite settled on the formation yet, although them two players I would imagine would be in this side, one being brought in as a pretty expensive transfer, and the other one, one of the best players in the world, in a position, let's say, um, now being moved out of that position into a slightly different position. So he's going to have to adjust. The striker wouldn't be too much different. It's going to be a lone striker with two wide players, um, and a back four, I don't see too much change in that. Um, you know, as Penny cool. And, you know, the lot, so certainly have played, as whether they're wing-backs or whether they're full-backs. They played in both positions for whoever um, club side they've played or wherever they've played. And two centre-halves won't change much. So the only realistic change is going to be what is expected defensively off of uh, wide players and who goes to meet who. Um, as and when the opposition have the ball, uh, wide players... How do you tuck it? And who covers for who? How deep does the central holding midfield player? If he likes it, uh, and, and right, little, just little intricacies which um, will come about because of that. But I would say um, seven out of the eleven positions don't really change too much.
0: Mm. I think you know the, the fundamental change apart from formation is is the, his idea that he likes to press very very high. And he's very keen on very quick attacking, so one or two touches, not a slow build-up. I think I think you, from what I've learnt from talking to you over the last year or two, and a lot of Chelsea supporters will be licking their lips at that, because I think one of the frustrations we always had. Was you know they'd get to the you know just outside the penalty area and then they'd be like doing four or five passes to each other. So if he brings in this you know more attacking style of play, I think it'll be be welcomed by the supporters. But I think that that was one of the areas where he was saying that they haven't quite got up to speed with. Literally, I mean, is is that quite hard to do? I think it's going to
2: be hard to be uh, you know one of the things that uh, I've noticed about all this high pressing luck which has been brought in Guardiola's. Maybe the, the main uh, uh, exponent of this uh, this type of pressing play coming from the continent and where you press high is uh, is asking an awful lot of the forwards and the fitness of the forwards because they're now going to be expected to press high as soon as the opposition have the ball and they're also going to be expected to be dynamic when we we, we get the ball back mm. or we we manage to win the ball making runs getting into positions, midfielders are going to have to make runs in beyond, um, trying to exploit um, the opposition without going too deep. Um, It it looks to me like the high pressing, uh, you know, it's asking an awful lot of the fitness of the the front six, as opposed to the back four. Um, Whereas their their department would obviously be to push in behind you because you can't go and press. If if people don't come in behind you, they'll just play the ball in behind you and and vice versa. You have to keep the the unit quite compact. So, You know the idea of forwards having to be um, ultra uh, fit, as far as I'm concerned, unless someone would explain it to be a little bit better, that seems to be the big. I don't know if it's a negative. Manchester City don't necessarily make it look a negative um, in terms of pressing, or they haven't, and certainly you know Barcelona didn't when Guardiola was in charge there either, and and perhaps some of his other sides, but uh, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to change. I don't know what it's going to do. and I don't quite know how a centre-forward does in terms of pressing on his own, uh, the whole of the back four, which side of the two wide players is going to be asked to do what. Mm. So I do need to find out a little bit more about it. There would have been questions asked if I was in the side, but certainly on the position that you've just explained, in terms of getting the ball in quicker. You know, um, if you win the ball back and the ball's going to take a touch and whip it in, um, that's great for a centre-forward yeah. of any uh, of hook. But, you know, you'd be expecting the ball to come in quick, and You know what you're getting. As soon as you get the ball, ball coming in, make your run, near or far, and hopefully you'll be on, on the end of more uh, good crosses than bad ones. Yeah.
0: No, we sh- as you said, mate, it's it's early days, and I, and I think everybody seems to be aware of that and hopefully a little bit of patience would ensue. Um, I'm glad you mentioned Jorginho and Kante. I, I think that's quite intriguing, actually. I mean, Jorginho, you know, obviously be, has been brought in as Sarri's man, and he, he clearly looks like Sarri's man on the pitch, and I've been quite impressed with the way he seems to be orchestrating things. Uh, what, have, what have you made of Jorginho so far?
2: Well, I haven't seen enough of him once hmm. again. I mean, I, up at Huddersfield, he um, sat quite a bit deep, I felt. um didn't give too much away, but people in that positions don't tend to give much away. Kante never gives much away in that position, get it off the back ball, make yourself available from midfield players, and, and to have the ball, you receive it, you bounce, get it bounced off you, and, you know, I don't think, or I don't know whether you're going to see too many deep, long, diagonal 40 yards from him, whether he's capable of that, um, such as uh, a David Luiz in that position, for example, who would be capable of hitting a 40-yard pass to a to a, a Pedro or a, or a Hazard or whoever. Um, so you really just don't know what, what to expect of him. But you know his pass ratio is good. He keeps it simple, and you know it's, for me it's typical Italian football. Um, the way they play, they keep the ball off of themselves. They want the ball. And, You know, keep the the play moving. Mm -hmm. It seems to be an integral part of the game these days, Uh, but I I don't see a whole lot of progress other than what, um, as far as I'm concerned at the moment, and I uh, retain the right to change my mind, um, other than what N'Golo Kante was doing anyway. Uh, I still say he's arguably the best in the world at it. So, you know, maybe uh, Jorginho and Sarri has got something else up their sleeve.
0: Well, that that's going to be the thing, isn't it? And I mean, you're right, Kante's clearly, you know, not playing in, in, in what you know the role that we've come to know and love him. He's been put out on the right. But uh, I think, I mean, look, my, my own view on Kante is that he is a genuine world-class player. And I, I think, you know, with all the transfer rumours in the summer, I actually think that you know, he would possibly be the hardest to replace. I mean, I know when you, you and I have a bit of an argument about creative players and what you would call defensive players, but I think he's world-class. And actually, because he's world-class, I think he can be adaptable. So I don't actually see it as a problem that he's on the right. And, of course, he pops up... You know, what we've been lacking, I think, for the last few years is a midfielder who can break uh, into the box at speed as the extra man. And that's exactly what he did against Huddersfield... And interestingly, he did it against Arsenal in the pre-season. So, you know, I, I think it could work, basically. I, I'd be, you know, obviously intrigued to know what you might think.
2: I think it could work. Um, and I think it might work. And I think it might work because uh, Kante will make it work. Yeah, I, I I, do agree with you alongside this one. If we look at world-class players in Chelsea's squad, etc. Um, I used to think we have three. I think we now have two. Um, even it being the other one. And I think you've got to Kante... This one. Um, I think he's the best in his position uh, in the world. Um, in what is his position, the McLaren's position, um, remains to be seen if he can take that um, title and tag with him um, to the right-hand side of a three and still be the best in his position in the world. That remains to be seen and uh, uh, time will tell us. Um, but, you know, I, I think they're taking a chance. Um, I, on Fill in a hole that didn't then fill in just to accommodate another player, and it's going to be interesting to see how Jorginho um, steps up to the plate to see whether it, or not he can.
3: Uh,
2: it might be a case of being the new uh, Angolo Kante in that position, or indeed just can become what Sorry, wants on the right hand side so and Sari keeps this as big one, is what he wants. Mm. all will be revealed as the season unfolds. Um, and these are the questions that are going to be asked and answered. Um, as yet, I'm not too sure. I just hope it all works. And I uh, and I believe, you know, I've got to believe, that uh, Sarri will know what he's doing, know what he wants, knows about Jorginho. Um, Kante won't be ruined. He, I do agree with you. He can break into the box. Um, I wasn't convinced by his left-foot finish at home. a lot of my stuff to be said, but... Uh, you know, I think it reminded me of a McAlaney penalty many years ago. <laughs> yes. Bobbled into the ground, the rebound problems over the keeper. Yeah. But, uh, nevertheless, uh, you know, we might have found a, a right-hand side goal-scoring midfielder breaking into the box and uh, becoming somewhere near... Oh, getting carried away at Frank Lampard. No, I stuff things are teams are made of. Um, <laughs> that, can't be, that can't be replaced, but uh, nevertheless, who knows? We're going to wait and see. You know, Cante is a great player in the midfield. Um, Creativity and attack-wise is a question mark. I I won't be bugged on that until I see an awful lot more goals and a lot more creativity. I'm still going to say best defensive football player in the world.
0: Yeah I, I agree I agree to a certain extent with that he, he's 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 no Frank Lampard that's for sure. Um there are some other intriguing issues about the makeup of the side as well and the other one of course is is who plays on the left of midfield. Uh and at the moment I mean we we haven't seen this new lad Kovacevic. In fact I I'll, I'll admit I've I've not really seen anything of him at all so he for me he's an unknown quantity but it seems to be between Barkley, Loftus-Cheek and Kovacevic. At the moment Barkley's got the nod. Um I know there's so many Chelsea supporters who are, who are very desperate to see Loftus Cheek, uh, you know, make a success of himself at Chelsea. Uh, what, what do you make of that? Do you think it's kind of you know three into one?
2: Yeah, uh, unless your Junior starts to fall short and Kante can be moved back into yeah. that position, and and uh, then there's people free up two central midfield, well, two midfield positions. Um, he has got, he has got options. Sorry, you know, Kante is very versatile. Um, I hope Barkley can make it. I've got to be honest. Um, you know, I've looked at the careers of uh, Darren Anderson, for example. He had a, people say, very good career. And Jamie Redknapp, dare I say, you know, <laughs> to a degree. When when injuries have blighted, you know, what they might and could have been, they certainly made the grade at the highest level. And, you know, But you just wonder, injuries curtailed their careers and what, what it could have been had they been a little bit more injury-free. Uh, Ross Barkley in his younger years, has been blighted, as we know, with injuries. So I'm I, you know, I'm kind of hoping he can stay clear of injury and, and produce what he was going to be for Everton, um, for Chelsea, uh, in, in the coming years. Obviously, I understand the lofty streak position. Um, the youngster are going to break through. We're all desperate to see one of them break through. Uh, we thought it was going to be Christensen. It still might be Christensen, but... Uh, I'm afraid uh, my belief was quite right. David Luiz should have been playing last year. Yeah, you know we could have been six points better off had that been the case. As
0: far, Chich J K. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there, and it's not on TV? Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18+, plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
2: As I'm concerned. That's not a knock for Christians, and I still think there's a bit of improvement to be had there. Um, but that's my own view. Um, and, and Kovacevic, as you say, an unknown quantity, but listen, played for his country, World Cup final. You can't do an awful lot more than that. Um, or played in the World Cup finals, it, it, you know, he he is what he is. Um, what he's going to be, we don't really know, and how he fits into the system, that looks at the moment um, going to be the only position that he will be getting in. And yes, it does look like a, in the early season as a straight fight between three. Um, Barkley in possession, I think he'll get one or so two more chances, but he's got to make some sort of impact either against Arsenal or against Newcastle because there will be changes and these other lads aren't going to wait five or six games. I'm pretty certain for for Barkley to do it. So the man in possession has to produce. That's mm. uh, the way the football is these days.
0: Yeah, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think competition for places is... Uh is a positive thing i mean the other the other uh, i mean talking of loftus-cheek being and, and christensen being youngsters breaking through uh, callum hudson adoy really impressed in pre-season i mean i know it's pre-season but he was impressive and uh, and tammy abrams is still around um i think uh, i think again a lot of chelsea supporters would like to see hudson adoy break through he looks a hell of a prospect a lot of talent and very very fast and um, I think if if Abraham's you know doesn't get the nod and gets loaned out again, I think that would be disappointing. I, I hope he gets a chance too. But what, what do you think of their relative chances?
2: Um, well, Hudson and I agree with you, and I agree with what everything what I've said and what you've reiterated as regards pre season. They are results. I've seen I've been in teams that won every pre season game, started season terrible, and I've seen I've been in teams that have been hopeless in pre season and started very well. So it, it really is you know, just results in terms of getting fitness, and everything else what it is. Um, the real the real McCoy is underway. Um, hudson Adoy like every other player, and Tammy Abrahams, if he gets the chance, uh, they're going to have to hit the ground running. They're not going to get the opportunities, and I've said it time and time again about all these youngsters. Don't think when you get the chance, oh, I've had 10 minutes. Oh, I'll come on, sub, I've had 15 minutes. Oh, I get a start. Yeah, the team, well, I did okay. You've got to smash it. You've got to go in there and be a bit of a star because you're keeping out. international season, current players who play week in, week out. They're internationals for their country. Then they want to they want to be playing. You've got to be doing better than that. When I say hit the ground running, you've got to be at least equal, and if not better, when you're trying to prove yourself. You, know, you, you don't go in there, keep our current internationals just by doing okay and being given time to improve. We all know you've got to improve. We all know you need a bit of time, which ultimately in modern football will probably give you one iffy game. Certainly no bad games. If you have a bad game, I think you're straight out on loan in, in, my, in my book. You ain't going to get the chance to have two bad games. And certainly not if the team loses points. Um, you know, there's all sorts of permutations and reasons as to why. So the chances of these youngsters when you get the chance, if I have some advice, you've got to hit the ground running, hope you get a little bit of luck, either score a goal, make a goal, two moon, three nil. And Tabby Abrahams, um, if he gets the opportunity, you know, you look at players before him that's had opportunities, you've got to get in there and hopefully score a few goals. You've got to do what John Terry did to replace David Birth, yeah. the current Benjamin National. You've got to be at least as good. The team's not got to suffer, and you've got to be, if not good, better than what has gone before.
0: Yeah. Don't, I, have not, I have no disagreement with that whatsoever. I think that's absolutely spot on. Uh, we should uh, have a look at the Arsenal match uh, coming up on Saturday, uh, which in many respects is intriguing. I mean, the last few... I mean, you know, we've had this history for a long time of basically bullying and battering Arsenal. And then uh, Conte came along and it, and it changed a bit. It got... You know, he, he was quite negative, I thought, quite defensive against Arsenal. And we had a few draws... Um, you know Wenger, of course, famous for just letting his players go out and play and not t- being too bothered about tactics. He kind of tightened up last last couple of seasons as well. But of course, now we've got two completely different managers, and and I think this makes it quite an intriguing tie. I I I really don't quite know what to expect on Saturday. I'll be really honest with you. Um, what what do you reckon?
2: Well, uh, yes, of course, we've got two different managers for two different clubs. Um, but what do I expect, Chelsea? And Arsenal are both teams expected to finish in the top six, um, in whatever order that can be argued during the season. Um, Both are looking for a top four finish. um, And they don't want to be two of the six, the way I see it, to finish outside the top four. Home advantage will sway towards Chelsea. It's still a London derby. It's still going to be a cracker. The atmosphere will be great. Um, And both teams will be looking for three points expect I don't know I'm not in really in that respect Mm. Uh, I expect a Chelsea victory I hope for a Chelsea victory um let's just wait and see I wouldn't read too much into last week's results albeit like I've said Chelsea had a good away victory in the Premier League and Arsenal were beaten by the Champions-elect take them to situations out you could argue well it's neck-and-neck or whatever um Arsenal would beat Huddersfield, and Chelsea would get beat by City. Many people would argue that. Who knows? Um, I expect a Chelsea victory. That's what I expect.
0: Good for you. Um, is there anything from Arsenal that would cause you concern that you've seen from them so far?
2: No, too, like like Chelsea, too, it's too early in the season to actually mm. judge. Um, you know, one game, you know, community shield uh, from um, Chelsea's perspective. You look at. Um, various uh, other pre-season games you can pick fault you can pick pluses from both, seas- both teams pre-season and, and, and you know you've got to forget it all so far it, 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 it's the first derby if you like of the season you get on with it um, I still say home advantage it plays a part and the crowd will play a part um, whether Arsenal have new players or otherwise they're going to know that they come to a big London crowd with a great atmosphere and uh, they
0: will have like to deal with what they want. Mm. Mm. I think one of the, uh, uh, you know, as as always with these games, you know, it throws up some interesting options. And, of course, up front, uh, it looks like Sarri has, you know, made his decision and, and, and Maratta is his chosen striker uh, rather than Giroud. And, of course, Giroud, you know, played for Arsenal for a long time. So, you know, if, if he'd got the nod or if he does get the nod, he'd be well up for it. But, uh there's a, there's an argument to be had that um, Sarri, I think, prefers, uh, you know, Morata's mobility and and perhaps his technical ability, whereas, you know, Giroud is the kind of big lump who can, you know, hold the ball up. Um, it's very difficult with Morata, isn't it? Because he had a really good start to the season. And I mean, fair play to you, you. You were consistent all the way through last season saying, you know, hold on, let's see him play for a whole season first. And then he got that injury around Christmas and there seemed to be something about his confidence and his mentality. And let's face it, he stunk the place out for the second half of the season. But, you know, do you think do you think that Sarri's made the right decision and do you think that we should be patient with Morata and that, you know, inside there, there is a good striker waiting to come out?
2: Well, I don't think that, no. I saw him last week, I thought he was hopeless. Mm. Um, the team went away, I thought it was with uh, poor. Things were breaking down on him on a regular basis. Um, and as for the big lump, for the big lump, you forgot to add that one that was just won won a World Cup medal. He has um, indeed. You know, <laughs> uh, the big lump has just won a World Cup winners' medal. So, mate, I I, I know, love uh, him. I love.
0: Don't don't get me wrong. I I, I love Oli Giroud, and I, I actually thought that he was the perhaps the most positive thing in the last kind of half of the season. And he was one of the few players who showed some leadership and some fight. And I tell you, mate, I love him and his beard. So I just want to have to set the record straight on that.
2: Oh, okay, all right. I just uh, I just thought you know, let let us put the record straight. One one the movement of Maratta, you were saying, and and, and then the big lump is is the alternative. I thought, well,
3: hang on. Uh,
2: the big lump that just won a World Cup medal and uh, and the movement that I saw last week well given me the choice. Um I still haven't changed my thoughts from last season, I'm afraid. Um no You, you could probably move you could
0: probably move better than Maratta still carry, I reckon, but there you go.
2: Well I don't well I don't know, but yeah. But nevertheless, uh, you know, I, I, there's got to be more from Morata the way I see it. Um, there's got to be more this season. And, it, you know, I talk about kids who've got to hit the ground running. Um, so he must see something at the moment. And he's entitled to have another look. Mm. But uh, for, me, for me, I'm going to need to see a lot more. I'm going to need to see some goals on the table. I'm going to need to see some fights some assists. some getting in least competing for the ball with, uh, instead of falling over. I saw too much of that Huttstead again last week. Um, still goes down I suppose when you're bought, bought up a certain way in certain types of football that's what you do get touch roll over I, I know about all the modern football we're not going to be able to go back to the past we have a fair old battle um, but there's still got to be some sort of contact whereby you don't go down and fall, falling around and so on the saving grace for him is it took the age 18 months to actually realise that and he become the great player that he did for us mm, yeah. so you know that, that is the, the, the saving grace but whether or not he gets uh, an extra two or three months at it and time to improve, surely he should have took a season whereby he knows what to expect. Um, I'm expecting more, mate, I'm afraid, no, no. And given the choice. If, uh, if if Giroud was fit, it would be Giroud in the team for me.
0: Mm. Oh, fair enough. And, you know, you know about that. Let's, let's be honest. I, I get the feeling that Morata's a confidence player, you know, and I, and I, I think that... Uh, Maybe if he gets a goal or two and he can go on a run and stay fit, you know, and not get injured, I, I think we might see the best of him yet. But, uh, I, you know, underlining what you said earlier about the youngsters, I think it applies to everybody in that team at the moment. You know, you've got to do it, you've got to deliver. And if you don't, yeah. then, you know, you're going to lose your place. And for me, that's how it should be. Um, right. Turning to somebody who, uh, you know, we were both talking about earlier on, who's clearly a, a world class, one of our two world class players. Um, he's obviously been a bit, uh, you know, he's had his holiday, so I don't think he's he's anywhere near fit yet, uh, match fit yet. But uh, even in that cameo he played last week, Kerry, against Huddersfield, oh. he looks a class apart, doesn't he, Eden Hazard?
2: Absolutely. It was a dream to see him come on. It made the trip worthwhile. I mean, every time he got the ball, the crowd were excited. Huddersfield fans were panicking around the little group that I was sitting with. But you wax lyrical about every time he got the ball. I mean, he beats three or four players, sets up a goal. You you, you know, he he beats two or three players, gets brought down on the edge of the box. You know, he just takes people out of the game. He's absolutely world class. And, you know, if that's half it, give me 15 minutes of that every game. (laughs) And, you know, you'll be happy. Um, Albeit uh, against Huddersfield, and no disrespect to them. But I remember uh, Ian Robin coming on for the first time. I think it was against Blackburn for 17 minutes. And I thought, oh, my God, what was it like that? You know, flying down, taking people on. It was so exciting. I, I couldn't wait to see more of it. And uh, that's the sort of thrill that Ethan Hazard gives you. You know, Pat Devitt uh, against Newcastle, uh, you know, you might remember some. Yeah, you know, yeah. somebody of old they Charlie Cook, but, you know, before that, and, and, you know, certain moments of magic, people beating players and, and, and doing stuff with the ball, and, you know, Franco Zola, you know, it's, it's all little things like that, these, these type of players. We've got one at the moment in Ethan Hazard, and i said before, um, my big hope for the summer is that, you know, Eden Hazard stays fit and stays with Chelsea Football Club. Um, because I think we'd be coming out the side without him. And, you know, I think we'd go from being top six to top, top six to eight if, if he was to leave. I really do. Were you,
0: were you surprised he stayed? I mean, obviously glad he stayed. But he was, were you surprised at all that we managed to keep hold of him?
2: No. I think the determination of the club and, you know, he's happy enough here, um, so it appears... I fully understand uh, the lure of the big clubs, and that's not to say it's all over yet. Uh, Real Madrid, you know, have strange ways of working, and you know, I'm not saying that that's definitely going to be the destination if indeed he chooses to leave. But who knows? Um, it's not a case of him necessarily choosing to leave. All parties have to be agreeable. Can't believe for one moment Chelsea would be agreeable in any capacity, mm. um, knowing, knowing what you know. If, if they got a hundred million pounds for the player, um, I don't know what they talked about. If indeed it was be the case. You know, how how many millions you lose for being so somewhere in the Premier League and not making the Champions League, talk about £40 million the Champions League is worth. Well, you know, how do you offset that if you take that out of the way? I think he's our best chance at Champions League football mm, this year. So, yeah. you know, if you throw away £40 million, you better put it on the top end if you're looking to make money. It, it, it's too much goes into it. I can't believe it's going to happen. I seriously hope it doesn't.
0: Mm. Well, I mean, the other thing, of course, is that, I mean, you, you know, obviously glad he stayed, but I, I just wonder... You know, maybe the impact that Sarri has, who who who's keen to play more attacking football, uh, you know, maybe that that might keep Hazard happy, and and you know, I mean, we've seen we've seen phenomenal performances from him over the years, but we might even see better ones under the under the style of play that Sarri is uh, is supposed to bring. So uh, hopefully hopefully that will all happen. Listen, we we should nail our colours to the mast. I mean, you've already said you think we're going to win. Um, got got a score prediction for us.
2: Yeah, if, uh, 3 1 us. I think there'll be goals in the game. I think uh, we'll get goals. Uh, I think Murata might even score. Uh, how about that one? That's quite unpredictable <laughs> if indeed he plays. Um, I, I think 3 1 us. Um, I think there will be goals. Could even be 3 2. Um, but I thought we looked OK defensively. I say OK.
3: Mm. We
2: still had moments. They hit the post last, last week and, and there were one or two possible opportunities. Having said that, New keeper, which we didn't mention, didn't really have a lot to do. Um, you know, he gave one ball away with his feet, knocked the ball out, didn't not you know give it to the opposition, trying to play a thirty yarder into midfield. But other than that, didn't have an awful lot to do in terms of shot stopping. Um, Huddersfield didn't pose a threat, although as I say, they hit the woodwork and they got away from their markers at times and were wasteful with their finishing. But um, still, to be um, talked about and indeed seen enough of the goalkeeper. We call him Kepper. Mm.
0: <laughs> yeah, very much the so. Second <laughs>
2: da- the, sec- the second Dave in the squad, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um it's uh, it- it's just one of them. We looked okay. I, I-, I think uh, the defence could work. Um, it's the rest of the team we'll see. And just one point oh, before we now, well now to cut to the mask. Eden Hazard on the pressing one. You talked about where how he fits into the Sari system of pressing high. <laughs> I think Jose Mourinho had one or two problems with him chasing back and marking and all the rest of it and what to do. It's going to be interesting to see how, how much he presses high up the field and starts chasing down full-backs in, in full-back positions under Sarri. It's going to be interesting to see how Sarri makes even Hazard adapt his, uh, his positional play to do his own style. Yeah, so, all very interesting, mate.
0: Well, that that's a good point, and I think that that could be a vulnerability if we've got you know Hazard, Barkley, and Alonso on the left hand side. You know, Alonso, you know, last week, I mean, he he went missing because he was still stranded up upfield because he'd been bombing forward. But uh, you know, Barkley's, I I wouldn't say is is the best defence. You know, it not best defensively, nope. and we know Hazard isn't either. So, you know, that'll be interesting to see if some of the better teams might look to exploit that. Bottom line, you know, I think you're right. I, I, I can't, I can't, I mean, interesting, I, I, I can see Emery coming there not wanting to lose. He won't want to lose two on the bounce and certainly to the bigger team. So I, I suspect he might be a bit more cautious. But I think Sarri can, you know, he, he likes to play one way and that's to attack. So, you know, you could see a bit of counterattacking from Arsenal and us going for it. And I agree with you. I think we could see a few goals. Uh, But I'll, I'll stick my neck out and, and agree entirely with you and say 3-1. <laughs> so there we go. Well,
2: nothing wrong with you agreeing with me, mate. It's a brilliant start to the season. Well, why not?
0: Why not? uh, It doesn't happen all the time, but uh, I think we can have that one for today. Um, Brilliant, mate. As always, uh, fantastic to have you back on the show and uh, you and I will reconvene next week, but uh, no doubt you'll be there on Saturday, as will I?
2: Yes, I will. Yeah, looking forward to it
0: excellent stuff well look you have a good day enjoy the match as as i will and uh, i'll enjoy seeing everybody in the pub before and after as well and uh kerry and i'll be back next week so until then thanks a lot mate and uh, i'll speak to you next week